G'day, welcome to episode six of Imperial Rebel Orc podcast. My name's Eero. Some might say it rhymes with hero, um, aka Luke as well. You can call me that if you prefer. Um, on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about conversions and kit bashing, how I go about things anyway. And I've also got a hobby spotlight on three very famous and influential brothers within our uh, crazy little subculture. Pick up the brushes, pick up the paints, pick up the models and crank the music because it's time for the Imperial Red Orc Podcast. Conversions and kit bashing. Is it the same thing or is there a massive difference? My understanding is that kit bashing is having several kits at your uh, fingertips um, within reach uh, as you sit down at your hobby desk and going, okay, so you might have a kit of um, Imperial Guardsmen you might have a kit of a Dreadnought, and you might have a kit of some Orc Commandos. You open up three boxes, and you look at all the sprues of all the lovely sculpted plastic crack, and you just go, hmm, well, I don't just want to make them the way they're meant to be. How about if I have a have an Orc, I'll have a Commando Orc, but he's going to have a massive Dreadnought arm a big, huge metal claw, because let's face it, that's very orky anyway, and it's going to be way too big, and it's going to be cartoonish, but hey, that's orc, so it's going to work, and you're going to rock it, um, or you might just swap some heads around for the Imperial Guardsmen, instead of Imperial Guards, you might have um, Adeptus Mechanicus heads on them, or something like that, so basically, mixing up the kits, kit bashing, beating the shizen out of the kit, and not making it the way it's meant to be and swapping all the bits around to make it quite unique and more appealing, possibly, um, to your eyes. Whereas conversions, converting, um, is not building, well, it could be building from scratch. That would be scratch build, though, as a whole and different topic. Conversions, in my mind, are taking something. So again, you might have that orc commando and you really like the weapon he's holding but you don't like the arm that's holding it so you snip and clip or cut and carve that arm to make it look different you might have a an orc that you want to sit down on a throne because he's king orc um, from lord of the rings and he's the orc that you've chosen is standing up the it's very uh you know like upright straight back everything so you go mm, how am I going to make him sit down so you'll cut you'll carve and you'll even add something called green stuff to shape which is like a, a modeling clay that we all love to use for bits and bobs you might cut that orc in half and then add some green stuff into his hips to make it bend a little bit more so that his bottom can sit on a chair then you might cut his legs into two pieces reshape the knees with green stuff and have his mouth open so cut half his cut his head in half um, and drop that bottom jaw with some more green stuff all very fiddly work but a hell of a lot of fun now i'm talking warhammer conversions you know warhammer miniatures uh, generally but of course you can you can convert anything any kind of miniature you might have a war games foundry um deepest darkest africa character that you want to have 
put a robotic head on, or you might want to um, change. You might have some, uh, you know, American Civil War miniatures from Perry Miniatures, and sort of think, yeah, look, I want all these guys to have bayonets. Um, I want um, all of them to have like Mexican bandit bandoliers and hats instead of the the standard. It can it can really be whatever you want. It can you can convert anything. As the saying goes, you're only limited by your imagination. And for me, when it comes to our beloved hobby, that is the thing. The converting and the kit bashing and the building, that is the big tick for me for the hobby. I, I As I've mentioned in previous podcast episodes, I do game a little bit. Um, I've, I've got better as a painter, so I quite enjoy painting now. But still... You put me down with a big pile of sprues, some clippers, a scalpel, some glue, some green stuff, and some bicarb soda. We'll talk about that in the future. Um, And I am as happy as a pig in you know what. I'll sit there for hours and hours and hours, lost in my own little world, my own, you know, deep in my own mind, lost in thoughts of wow, I could add these fingers to make it look like trigger fingers. And I'm talking, and I'm not even joking, I get down to the minutest little detail and change it and go, I could do this, I could do that. I could add a scope to his eye. Instead of an eye, I could, it could be like a, a rifle scope. <laughs> and believe me, I'm a, I'm a big guy. I've got big hands and it can get pretty fiddly. And I don't generally use tweezers I know a lot of you guys out there do but I generally don't I have but I generally don't um I think one may be just a bit of laziness there but I would find them a bit awkward to use so if I've got to do something that small what I'll do is get one of my uh very sharp scalpels and just stab it slightly so say if I'm doing that that um scope a rifle scope I've cut that in half and I want to use the lens part as an eyeball or as an eye, a bionic eye-looking thing for a head. Now, we're talking, you know, a couple of millimeters at most. I'll stick the very pointy end of that scalpel into that piece, add a little bit of glue, and then very gently add it in uh, into the eye socket. So, <laughs> now, it sounds crazy, but I, but it, do, it sounds crazy to anybody who's not involved in a hobby and doesn't do conversions. Because anyone listening out there who loves their conversions just as much as me is going, preach it, brother, preach it. I was talking to a friend of mine just recently, a very close friend of mine, about the stream of consciousness. Now, <laughs> I don't want to get too uh, psychological on you guys, but really, that that is what I'm doing. So it's that it's that pouring out of creativity, of all my thoughts and all my ideas and everything into this one little project, into this one little miniature. Um, Or it could be when I'm writing, uh, just, you know, writing some backstory for my little guys and it all just comes pouring out. I don't, I don't generally, sometimes I do, I suppose. Sometimes there's a, there's a, an an idea is formulated and I think, yeah, I want to write about this and I, I want this character to do, to do this and blah, blah, blah. But, but, um, my favorite type of converting, so when I'm sitting down and and just going nuts, my favorite type is exactly that. So there's no real plan. I just start building. I have a whole bunch of pieces, and believe me, um, probably like many of you, I've got a lot of boxes. I don't have, some people say I've got my, I'll, I'll go and look in my bits box. My bits box is... <laughs> 
um, never ending. It's just there's just a lot of stuff. So, but that's part of the fun for me, sort of scouring through the piles and the bags and the shelves and the boxes, looking for bits. And sometimes just doing that, I can be inspired to go, oh, I didn't think of this. I'll add this crown, or I'll add this staff, or I'll, or I'll make this guy a crossbowman, but he's shooting sticks of gelignite instead of bolts. I don't know, whatever it is, but but that when I'm lost in my own little mind, in my own little world, and just free-forming, just freestyling, let's call it that, that's cool. Um, I'm just building from scratch, building the ideas that just naturally flow out of my brain there and then. That is like utopia for me. I'm in heaven. I'm, I go to a place where no one can touch me, and it's just me. It's just my thoughts about what I'm doing, and that Oh, it doesn't get any better than that. Now, let's face it. I mean, let's talk about the Games Workshop range. Um, there's, there's no. Uh, I'm not saying. I'm not saying there's no imagination there because you look at some of the stuff they they produce, like the Dark Elder releases of late. Um, all their Nurgle stuff, the Death Guard. I mean, yeah, the people designing this stuff uh, are just as twisted as you and I, maybe even more so. So there's no lack of imagination when it comes to the ranges that they're releasing. Not at all, I'm not saying that. But for me, and I've probably said this many, many times before, I really like putting my stamp on it though, my version of it. It, yes, sometimes I'll, I'll purchase some models and I go, no, I just like the way that is. I'm not going to touch that at all. But I'd say 90% of the time, I'm looking at it and going, hmm, I love that, but I would do this with it and I would add this to it. And that's the fun of it for me. That's that's a, uh, like I said before, it's a huge tick that that um, eagerness to attack that little bit of plastic to make it mine, to make it, give it the Eero treatment. Now, I hope this doesn't make me sound arrogant, but <laughs> some of my own personal favorite um, conversions that I've done are for a, uh, a group of miniatures, a project I called Le Macabre Carnival. <laughs> uh, that's my really weak attempt at having an accent and making it sound sexier. But anyway, I um, the, the whole idea was to make it this kind of really uh, grim, dark, circus type freak show uh project um but also there was like you know the old school um theatrical masks um masquerade type masks you know what i'm saying like you know what i'm you know what i'm uh, trying to explain like um with the long noses and and they've got like they might have diamante sort of uh masks picture like the harlequins from the games workshop range they were so much fun to do because it was i guess something I hadn't really explored before, uh, very theatrical, but still very grimdark, um, very sinister looking, um, but I, I guess kind of foppish and flamboyant. I did one with a uh, the head of a Stormcast Eternal, but I had a had him with a tricorn hat uh, from Anvil Industries, and he had a flagellant um, torso from you know the old. Warhammer Empire um, and his legs were actually from an Escher gang member um, so it had like the you know the um, platform boots and I think the arms were Escher as well and he was holding a dagger behind his back now such a simple um, kit bash it was a kit bash um, but just 
looked so good, like so right, uh, the the the, uh, the right amount of sort of um, I don't know, like uh, he, he was ominous, he was ominous, but without being a monster, you know. And it was cool. I I, I nailed the desired effect that I was going for. As I always say, each to their own. If if converting and kit bashing isn't your thing, and you just want to buy the box and follow the instructions and put the arms where the me- arms are meant to go and the heads where the heads are meant to go, that's fine. That's that, you know who cares. Like as long as you're having fun, it's like um, it's like when I was a kid. You know, I knew other kids that you'd buy Lego and they'd follow what you meant to do and put it together and play with it. I would. Um, put it together, always put it together the right way first when it came to Lego, um, then smash it up and make my own weird and wonderful object (laughs) to play with. What I would suggest though, if you haven't done any kit bashing or converting, is just give it a go. If you've got some leftover bits and bobs, then have a go at making your own little character. And I'd be surprised if you don't get addicted to that part of it like I have, um, because it, it, uh, yeah, I can't bang on about it enough, but it's just you're making your own character you're making your own army you're giving it your own feel and vibe and and for me that is is simply magic now i could keep on banging on about converting (laughs) and who knows i'll probably uh (laughs) probably cover it again in another episode down the track but for now uh that's it for yeah converting and kit bashing and as i say just give it a go guys it's a whole lot of fun So the hobby spotlight today is going to be focusing on three brothers. Now, if you don't know who these brothers are, you've been living under a rock, I'd say, because uh, they're quite um, prominent, quite prolific in in our hobby world. I am, of course, talking about Greg, Adam and Eric Wire. When I first started following them, I actually thought it was Weir, but it's actually Wire. They have a, a podcast called Dragged Into Turbo Lasers. We'll talk about that more more soon. They have their um, their blog, good old-fashioned blog like I've got, uh, Between the Bolter and Me. Now, that's how I first heard about these guys. And they're also on Instagram. They're also on YouTube. They're also on Twitch or Twitcher. Twitch, I think it's called. I'm not across that. I'm, yeah, I don't. I'm not across all social media platforms. <laughs> but I thought I'd give you a bit of a rundown on these three dudes. They're very, very cool. Um, brothers, as I say, they're, uh, I'll read their little synopsis or their little about us uh, kind of thing from their from their blog. Between the Bolter and Me is a group of three brothers dedicated to critically exploring the miniature wargaming hobby with a primary focus on Warhammer 40,000 and other games, games workshop games. Rather than focus on rules and competitive play, our priority is exploring the imagery of Warhammer 40,000 and injecting some realism into it, be it through more plausible anatomy or more functional firearms. Although we started as a blog in an effort to better connect with the hobby community, we have expanded it to hosting a podcast and to live streaming discussions and hobby content through Twitch and YouTube. We began between the Bolter and me in 2013 as a way to explore the aspects of the games workshops universe that interested us most and to ultimately develop our own vision of those settings while we have not always been fond of all the creative directions games workshop has taken we re- we realized it did not really matter as they have always encouraged people to create their own narratives narratives and rules and enjoy the setting they created. So we decided to create this blog to share what we are working on with the hopes of building the hobby community 
and maybe imparting some of our modeling wisdom onto others. Now, I can relate to all of that that they just said, um, especially now if you remember back to episode three where I talked about Woodoogast um, from Convert or Die and talked about the realism. So the, uh, yeah, the plot, like as they say, the plausible anatomy or more functional firearms because some of the weaponry is just, <laughs> for want of a better word, it is ridiculous. You've got these massive huge flamers in tiny little hands or or <laughs> the reverse you've got massive hands with yeah not quite realistic weapons it's very strange uh some of the proportions but it is hero scale now for those not in the know hero scale is bulky it is chunky and that's my understanding of it anyway so you do get big hands you get arms that reach down to almost the knees of a human you know like it's not it's not true scale. It's not, you know, like if you go and buy, um, uh, what is it, 148 or 156 scale um, models, like from uh, Warlord Games or Perry Miniatures and stuff like that, they're, what I understand, is true scale. So they're proportionate. They, they're miniature, tiny, 28 millimeter humans. Whereas in the 40,000, uh, the, uh, the Warhammer world, let's say, um, yeah, they're not like that. Although as time goes by and Warhammer evolves, I feel they are heading more towards a true scale kind of model. Now the Brothers' blog called Between the Bolter and Me um, is brilliant. It actually covers so much, um, especially if you're interested in Ink 28, but it's got Mordheim, it covers the Pilgrim. Uh, I don't know if you remember that from a, year, a few years ago now uh, with Iron Sleet, they they did a big, the pilgrimage thing, it was, it was awesome uh the curse of alabaster they do also do the aos um 28 which is the age of sigma you know 28 ink 28 version um but what's really cool as well is they uh they have the tools of the trade so little tips and tricks and all that kind of thing and another thing i really like is kind of what i'm doing now the hobby spotlight they do notable hobbyists so each year they do a bit of a wrap-up of um you know some of the some of the work that other hobbyists have been putting out and i think that's awesome because it really does um encourage you to sort of look and 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 get involved and you know explore what other artists and hobbyists and stuff out there are doing it's really really cool so make sure you look up between the bolter and me blog it's it's yeah follow it comment get involved really really cool as i mentioned the three brothers put together a brilliant podcast called dragged into turbo lasers great name great name really cool little intro as well with this like um sort of uh, almost old school video game kind of music playing it's really cool they uh they cover everything basically uh everything you want to know about our beloved hobby with a with a particular interest uh, i suppose like their blog in narrative uh type games and the ink uh, 28 movement let's call it particular a standout episodes for me um, have been episode 62 where they talk to Echoes of the Imperium about uh, Mordheim 2019. Really, really cool. Uh, they also, in episode 63, they talk to, uh, I don't know how to enunciate his name exactly, Mag Magos Boer? Boer? Magos Boer? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they talked to him about the Gelida or Gelida uh, project, which is another Inc. 28 uh, narrative game. And also, what was the other one? Oh, yeah, in episode 65, they talked to 
Um, Weirding Way. Now, I'm going to be doing a hobby spotlight on this guy for sure because uh, his conversions and scratch builds and stuff are just phenomenal. But yeah, that's a really, really good episode too, guys. So make sure you go and check out the Weird Brothers podcast, Dragged Into Turbo Lasers. Now, these guys are definitely hobbyists in their own right, and their work is exceptional it's it's really cool so definitely jump over onto the blog or the instagram and check out their work but what i love about these guys is that even when they're talking about their own work they're referencing other hobbyists that they admire and look up to and i think that's such a selfless approach to the hobby and it's it's one to be commended i really think that there needs to be a lot more of that um you know we all we all love doing our own thing and we get excited about our projects and our little miniatures and we want to promote the the hell out of them of course and we want to share it with people and we want those people to like it all that kind of thing but how nice is it to spotlight somebody else? I don't know, I'm, you know, I'm sort of maybe blowing smoke up my own ass because that's what I'm doing now, but I like that. I like sort of, hey, if you don't know about this guy, go check him out. If you haven't seen this, what this girl's doing on her website, go look at it because it's so cool. And all of these hobbyists out there, they've all got something to say. They've all got something to share. And believe me, the work out there is just incredible and it gets my creative juices flowing just looking at them so and that's what that's what the weir brothers are doing um they're really promoting that side of the hobby the community aspect and i think that's just brilliant so one more time go check out the weir brothers wire brothers <laughs> keep going on weir but wire brothers um on between the bolter and me their blog that's their blog instagram and the podcast dragged into turbo lasers you won't be disappointed with what they're putting out and yeah as i say they're bringing the community together so what have I been up to in our uh, beloved hobby? Um, I've actually, it's full steam ahead for uh, my Hellgate projects. Sand caught by a typhoon, whipped through the acidic air of the rusted, dilapidated, and all but forgotten town of Hellgates. It's all very grim, really. Uh, a very f- dark, forgotten place that um, for a good chunk of the year, during the summer solace, as I've called it, um, yeah, basically burns. Not literally is on fire, but is so hot that the sand melts into long shards of large shards of glass. Uh, not the kind of place you really want to go on a summer holiday. Uh, lots of weird and wonderful characters reside there, but it's basically. Um, it's basically a key point for all my armies to go and battle on at one point or another. It's a town. It's a uh, it's a horrible, horrible place. Um, there's going to be eventually. There's going to be basically two kingdoms. Um, I don't know the names of those kingdoms yet, but I have just recently made King Dural Rimith. Um, he was quite a tricky. Could talk about conversions. He was quite a tricky conversion because the legs were you know designed to be mounted on a horse i cut and shaped them to sit on a throne instead which was yeah actually a lot trickier than i expected it was going to be but i'm quite proud of him so you can find him on my instagram which is imperial rebel orc um you can also find him on my um blog which is also imperial rebel orc 
that's pretty much it. I've been sort of just, yeah, just lost in Hellgate world for quite a while. I've got lots of miniatures coming for it. Um, even going to be doing a train. I've never done a Warhammer-style train before, so that should be fun, something to look forward to. Um, that's it for me for episode six though guys uh, thanks for listening uh, a little bit longer this time but i hope you enjoyed it i certainly enjoyed putting it all together for you from now on i'm doing uh two episodes per week they're only bite-sized little uh you know episodes so i just think well it's been well received so i'll do two per week i think i can manage that one more thing if you'd like to email me for whatever reason uh preferably something to do with the hobby or the podcast or the blog or the instagram um you know if you want to just a chat we can just chat that's fine too um if you want to send me pictures of your dinner that's okay as well really but yeah preferably make it hobby related um but <laughs> yeah anyway you can email me imperialrebelorc at gmail.com you've been listening to the imperial rebel Orc podcast